everybody, we've got Superstar in the house, MVP of the Amazing NWSL. Boy. Yes, MVP of the NWSL Championship there game. You know. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, what else? Gotham FC star, US Women's National Team player, Harvard mm. graduate, Forbes 30 under 30. Taking mm. all that shine. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, multiple pages. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the nice thing about having you on this set is that we go back a little bit, too. We had a couple of World Cup qualifying games that we were doing for CBS at the time, and there was a break in between. There was a few days to bridge in between. So Pete, our producer, came up with a dope idea. Dope, dope idea. idea. He's always got the best ideas. Clint Dempsey <laughs> loves and surprises. surprises. They're just amazing. <laughs> so basically, we told them, hey, we're going to go play a five-a-side game, rooftop, very cool location. You're going to love it. We'll, we'll bring out someone to play you. It'll be a surprise. So they're expecting, I think in your heads you were expecting TT and the guys like the Champions yeah, League, oh, I thought you right? Knew it was us. No, no we, we didn't. No, they didn't, we didn't know who know it was going to we be. Getting into. And it was cold too. So we, yeah, we're going to get stretching, make sure we don't pull no muscle. Uh huh. He did pull a muscle. And then quad, right? we <laughs> announced the opposition is here. They've arrived. Outwalk Gotham FC. And Clint's face <laughs> dropped. <laughs> you should have saw how much trash she was talking during the game. Pete told me, I was mic'd up. He said, talk trash to the guy. So who do I find? Clint. I'm talking trash. <laughs> Straight out the gate. Trash. I'm like, oh, damn. Clint got that crazy look in his eye. <laughs> but you, got, you, got, you got to think about our team. We were beat up, man. He got Mo, he had the hairline fractured. Charlie, you know what I'm saying? Been through a lot. It's probably was tough. <laughs> Gooch, he's had a patella tendon, Achilles, and then who do we got in goal? Nico. Nico Canto. That played at his high school. So we're going against Gotham, who was fit. We're like, bro, everyone out here catches strays. Do you think you lost your temper during that game? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. At Pete, at you. At me. At me. <laughs> I, I knew he lost it when Pete asked, like, hey, how? And he looked at Pete and he went. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's on fire. No, I think he said something else to Pete, didn't yeah, he? he? Did. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember, but I don't you remember. Didn't use, you didn't use some bad words towards our producer? I would never speak bad words about Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Had you ever seen him like that? No, I did. I just hadn't met him. <laughs> I did, I didn't she was know. just there for a game of pickup. But she came out talking trash, so we, we played, I mean hostility with hostility. That's just how I was We raised. played like a little bit, and he was breathing hard. <laughs> I was out of shape. <laughs> what would you he's say to Naturally, he's out of shape, which I, I thought was the expectation. I'm mic'd up. I thought we were having a moment. <laughs> so I said, I said, oh, you look kind of tired. He goes, well, I've had two heart surgeries. <laughs> he was like, what's your excuse? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. <laughs> What's your excuse? <laughs> I said, I'm gonna leave him alone. <laughs> he proceeded, oh, you man. knocked me into the boards. Yes. No, you, I would never do that. You to knocked you. me into he the was boards. Fuming, though. He was fuming. He was fuming. I was low key damage control play. the whole damn Mo, time. <laughs> Mo was going around Mo was going around to everybody. Hey. Tell, tell Midge to chill. Because <laughs> this like, man, this man, you know, he did gets, you really? When he gets that look, he's like, you're done. You're done. He went to every one of her teammates. Hey, chill. <laughs> Stay away from Clint. <laughs> I called my dad after, and he was like, "Is that is that blood on your jersey?" 
I said, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> he said, from what? I said, Clint. <laughs> what did I do? You knocked me into the board. So what'd you cut? My arm. Oh, man. Anyway, anyway, I well, was like. should have been playing futsal. Any, <laughs> <laughs> any, which I respected, honestly. I was like, at least he's not going. It's, it's more disrespectful to go easier on me. But I was like, yeah, Clint Dempsey hates me. I don't know why. And the next day, I had a conversation with him. I was like, oh, you're like really nice. Like, what was yesterday about? And he was like, that was you. And I was like, no, that was you. <laughs> but you know what I like about her? I like your, the confidence that you have. And I think that's why you're so successful, that you're not, you're not scared of any situation. You go out and you're like, you know what? I'm going to show y'all what's up. And I think that's, we connect in that way because I feel like I'm the same way. Because when I came in, I was the same way. Even though they probably told you to talk trash, you probably would have anyway. <laughs> but that's kind of how I was when I came into the team because I was like, I'm, I got to fight for my respect and earn it. And for me, that was kind of like, earning respect with each other is having that back and forth. I think that's that's a part of the game that I like. It's like, even with the mic as well, like you get that respect through like going at it with people and you have you say what you gotta say. At the end, it's all it's all love, it's all competition. Yeah, you know, we, we vibe now. We, we vibe, tell them, you know hey. what I'm saying? Look at Mo over here. I'm glad you could reflect on that. Hey, look at that old head. Look at that old head over there turning gray already. The craziest part is that Clint's like four years older than me. That's the first part. Second part is I'm glad you can you can have a moment of reflection. Because in the moment, goddamn, I said, what is wrong with this man? I went too far. Well, that's the thing, right? So CBS, think about what CBS spent on that, right? Hired a rooftop location in central New... Well, sorry, in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Nice location. Bought you in physios. Bought you guys kids. Flew Nico in. Flew Nico in. Yeah. That's why we didn't have any... Entire film crew. Production crew. Everything. Did that piece ever make air? Or did we have to count it because you no, lost we, uh, your damn some, mind? Some of it did make air. Did it? Yeah. Maybe Did the hand, it? Maybe the handshakes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I'm, he I'm maybe hearing in my ear seconds. it was a very sanitized version that made that made air. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? You asked if it made it, it made it. It don't matter how many well, it was 30 seconds, where there was two minutes. I can't, you know what I mean? It made it. <laughs> okay, let's go back to NWSL. Championship game, you're crowned MVP. Massive honor. You guys win the, the trophy. Yep, two assists. Bald. Balling. Oh, this is not it. How, how many players, how many players you, cook, did you cook on that goal? I just want to know well, all the trash they was talking on the field. How many players did you cook on that goal? Three. Mm. Count the bodies. One, three. Two, three, <laughs> three yeah. Were you talking trash to them like you talked to us? No. Talk to us about that game. Best career moment so far? Yeah. Was it? Club, yes. Okay. Absolutely. For sure. That, that moment was like... Storybook ending, fairy tale, Allie Krieger retires. She gets the win. She's never won that before. Yeah, it was sick. Worst the first. American dream, worst the first. That's what we call it. Mentally, how are you prepared to handle a final? Were you, feel, were you nervous? Her personally or the yeah, team? Yeah, personally, mm. for, for you. Well, I'll tell you about my warm-up. I had the worst warm-up ever. Like, it was so bad. I was trying to be really casual so that I would like be like, I'm calm, I'm cool. Like this is like trying to fool yourself. Yeah, I like tried to convince myself that this was like nothing. And I was missing passes in the passing pattern. Juan was behind me and he was like this. I just me He was so terrified. <laughs> and I was like, he's gonna sub me off. Um, but then like once we started playing, it was it was so lit, like 25,000 in San Diego. Like it was so fun. And like everybody I think had that that just fire. We wanted it so bad. I did. 
Did you know that you would be named MVP? Did you sense that already? Were you confident when you left the pitch? No, I wasn't even thinking about it. I still was in. Yeah, okay, but really. No, no, I, <laughs> I'm actually serious. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was still in awe that we actually made it and got it. And I was, I've been obsessed with that new trophy because it's Tiffany & Co. Oh. Yeah. Tiffany and Co. Damn. designed it, and I and I remember when the first time I saw it, I said, "I want that," and so I was I just wanted to hold that one. Mm -hmm. And then Ali and I were just we were whispering to each other when they announced MVP, and I heard Midge, and then that's when I was, "Oh, that's great, <laughs> very cool." Megan Rapinoe, such a legendary player in the U.S., and gets injured in the first couple of minutes of the game, right? And obviously, it's it's a devastating end for her personally despite whatever she may have achieved already, you want to be able to finish differently, right? Is she a friend of yours? Yeah. She is, from the national team. Yeah. So how did you kind of experience that moment? What were you thinking as you saw that unfold? When she first went down, I just thought she needed treatment, everything's going to be fine. But the moment she threw her head back and she started laughing, I said, oh, she's done. Because I've seen her have that reaction before, and she kind of has that kind of cruel satire. It's like the irony of the moment. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, in my opinion, from what I've seen, it's kind of how she deals with really hard things. Mm. And I definitely, like, my heart dropped for her for a second. I was like, that's awful. And I, I was in a little bit of disbelief until both trainers took her off. And then you said, bet, it's on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, you gotta said, say, oh, okay, we got now. the advantage now. Honestly, and I contemplated, and was mine. <laughs> I contemplated not telling people this, but I already told um, one of the, her teammates started sobbing on the field, like just crying, tears coming down her face. And I looked at Yasmin Ryan and I said, go at her. I said, we, we have yeah, to like, we have to go at her. her. She's not savage, yeah. <laughs> That's they a savage move right there. I don't know if they lost belief. No, I think they were just so traumatized for her. Uh -huh, okay. I, th I, I recall someone saying this is just so not fair. Like you couldn't believe it. Seattle mm -hmm. getting all the way there, and I mean, I'd argue if Pino was in the game when we got that set piece at the end, I mean, they probably would have made it. She would have made it. Um, so I, th I think it was just, it was just a cruel moment that everyone was trying to digest. And while they were still internalizing it, we were like, okay, it's go time. Mm -hmm. What about the? I love the shot on your Instagram of you with the cigar. How long had you been waiting to light that Years. up? Years. Yeah? Years. You'd had it for a minute? Years. I wanted to light a cigar with like a trophy. Have you never smoked before? No. Cigar. I smoked cigars with my dad. Okay. Uh, Christmas and like the old heads. <laughs> like, what do you like to smoke? <laughs> she pointed at what you. you. Pointed I at you. <laughs> old heads. <laughs> the old heads. You over there. I'm like, I'm I'm like, him over there. I'm like Neo. I'm dodging all that. Hey. <laughs> old heads over here. I'm an old soul. My dad likes Cubans. Okay. So I, it's not like a regular thing, but it's it was like a fun thing that my dad uh, showed me, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I always thought it was super swaggy. And so I haven't won anything in so long since Harvard, actually, since the Where'd Ivy you League. You went at Harvard. The, the Ivy League. You did. Twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Come on, uh, bro. You we, do the and then we won, like, She Believes Cup and stuff, and we did World Cup qualifiers. So I guess, okay. You wait. don't count those? No, I do. <laughs> she said, hold on, wait a minute. Let me just go ahead and tell y'all the, the real, real. This, this is a championship that I, you know, I start and I finish the game. You know, it's one that I play a real role in, and, like, in my gut, 
Like, I, I want the win so badly, like, I can feel it. And there is a difference in the role you play in a championship game if you're coming off the bench, if you're not playing at all, if, you're, if you've been in the stands for games versus every game you're out there and you're grinding. So this felt like the moment I was like, I need the cigar, and I had the box in the locker room, and I was like, we better win, and we did. So I'm curious, what was the post-game celebrations like when you guys, when you guys got the job done? Yeah, yeah, we need to know all that. Because um. <laughs> mm -hmm. I need him to grade it. I need him to assess you need to it. Grade it? Yeah, yeah, we need to know. Well, we went to the club. Okay. Um, then we went to another club. <laughs> then another club. And we, we were just out. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. When did, when did you get back? Yeah, of course. Uh, we got back Monday. So we were there. So game. what happened Sunday? We, <laughs> we the game Two was days. on Saturday. Right. We flew back Monday. Yeah. So so we were we, having fun. It was an extended party. Yes. Did you stay in San Diego? Did you go to LA? We stayed in San Diego. Okay. You San Diego. That's your hometown. Yeah, you've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Mo. <laughs> I, I always wanted to ask you, because I sent you a text after you didn't get selected to the World Cup roster. And I told you, everything happens for a reason. You're going to take this in a positive manner, just grind, and you're going to be better for it. You win the NWSL championship, and you're the MVP. Obviously, you want to play in the World Cup, but how much did it take for you to get over that, that low point? What did you have to kind of do to get yourself back in that mode of like, I'm gonna get back on the pitch and do my thing? I, if I'm being honest, I don't think, I still not over it. Like it's still like, you, you say it and it like hurts. Um, it took, it took a lot. The entire middle of the season was, was really difficult and especially since I was injured. So I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even prove that I should be there in the moment. And then, obviously, I did that podcast about the World Cup, and I didn't want to watch the games, but I wanted to also support my friends and every and everyone on the team, and like be for the country, be a patriot. It was just too hot. Freedom. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that hat. Yes. Freedom. Hey, I got the American no, shirt. Merch. I've been waiting. <laughs> Yeah, right. but that's get that's your jokes more out. like get your jokes yeah. Out. yeah. Hey, whose hat does that look like? America. <laughs> Who wear a hat like that? This one. Yeah, I wanted to support. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to support my teammates and everything, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to watch the games. It was, it was really hard. And then. But you did. I did. Well, I, I like to make money. <laughs> Y'all should be best friends. You and Clint. Well, my agent. Wow. Oh my God. Hold on. How many networks oh are you my... working with, bro? Yeah, oh yeah. You can got mouths to feed, bro. Hey, quality over quantity. Oh man. my. Anywho. He called you money man. Yeah. My agent called me and he said, would you be willing to do a podcast about the World Cup? And I said, fuck no. <laughs> no. I was like, absolutely not. You want me to talk about how well they're doing at the World Cup while I'm sitting at home, hurt, trying to get back? And um, he told me how much they, they would pay. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Did it, Sounds did it good. <laughs> I like that idea. I was like, I, I actually, it's a pretty cool concept. I called my dad and I said, I said, Dad, I don't want to do it. And he goes, How much is it? And I told him. He goes, Are you stupid? <laughs> he goes, You can wipe your tears with golden tissues. <laughs> 
so I did it. <laughs> did it make it any, uh, this sounds bad, right? But did it make it any easier that they weren't shining at that World Cup? I can honestly say no. No. Really? It didn't. No. <laughs> okay. It, it honestly didn't because, and I'll, maybe this is a weird way to look at it, but the way it felt, it felt like, man, like they're not even at their highest potential and I can't be there for that. So it, it made me feel. Oh, I see. Yeah, Almost it worked the other way around. Yeah. Okay. And I like I want I wanted it to be like this is the best team in the world. Like they're better than everyone. It's the hardest roster to make, and you're not on it. So new management coming in and Emma Hayes. How how confident do you feel that under a new coach you can solidify your place in the UN the U.S. Women's National Team? I don't think my perspective is more of like I'm sure I can solidify my role. It's more so I feel confident that I can be the best version of me and that I think the best version of me is good enough. Why now? I think not making the roster and coming back has changed my perspective on how I approach games. Before, I would, I would go into like my Indoor games and I'd be like, I need to impress. Like, I need to put up a stat. Like, if I don't come back with, like, these goals or these assists, then I'm not going to make the roster. And the truth is, that's actually what the situation was. It wasn't just about, in, in my opinion, for me, it wasn't just about putting on a good performance and saying, oh, she's quality. It was like, I need to have numbers to back, numbers it, up. To back it up. And that kind of mindset when you're forward, I don't know if you've had that experience, it changes your decision making. It, like, makes, or for me, it made me make poorer decisions. And after the World Cup, I really just played just to be like a dog. Like, it, it was not about, like, I need to score in this game. I was happy with assists. I, was, I usually am not happy with assists. I was happy with wins if I put in a good performance, and that got me farther than the other approach, so well, I think. I'm sure you're friends with most or a bunch of the girls on the national team. How sobering do you think that experience was in terms of, like, bringing us to this point where we really realize now where we sit on, a, on an international scale? Whereas before, certainly from my perspective, just as a fan, I, I always considered the U.S. to be the team to chase. Mm. I think there's a difference between global narrative and players who are in the games, in the locker rooms, every day and on the field training. I don't think, I mean, these women are really smart, like not just off the field, but their soccer IQ is high. So I think that when performances don't come together, it's not necessarily like a huge surprise. I think people So know. they weren't expecting to perform well is what you're saying? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that there, people had recognized that there was more that, that is needed during the cycle. That like we needed to find another level, that things needed to click a little bit better than they were and that they were still trying to find it. And I think in Sweden, in that game, they've somehow they found it and they clicked and they put it together. I don't know if it was the double six. I don't know what conversations they had in the locker room. I don't know if it was a mentality shift because I wasn't there. But there were conversations the whole time about trying to get that complete performance and eventually they got it. As, a, as in the world was maybe we were underrating, we were maybe not taking the quality that the world has for, for what it is. Like we almost took it for granted in terms yes, of I, Spain, Sweden, yes. Japan. I think, it, I think it was a really big public misconception that all of these countries are so, are not as good as they are. These countries are incredible. Watching Spain play, it was, it was like, this is beautiful. And all the players see that, they watch the film, they're smart players and they're like, okay, like what do we need to do to fix this to make sure that we're not getting 
do you passed think, around. Do you think it's a development kind of issue, or you think it's just the fact that these other countries now have professional leagues? and they're playing higher quality games week in and week out, and that's what's kind of closed the gap? Or you think that it's a situation where still, you know, the pay-to-play system and the development of the youth is not where it needs to be, or you feel like... Or is it just coaching, bad coaching? Well, I guess, for me, I need you, to, I guess I would need you to define the issue, because it seems like everyone's like, how many, how many World Cups have we won? I'm actually asking. Yeah, you've done a lot. Yeah. Won a lot. yeah. So they we don't win one World Cup, and it's an issue. It's not like oh. I don't think the issue was that, that you didn't win it. Okay. No, that's not. That, that, that's, <laughs> to me, the issue that, was that, how did the team perform right. at the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, and then also if you look around and you, and you look at other countries, and they don't have pay to play, they have their academies, and how you can work your way into the first team, and how they're playing higher level games week in and week out, which they weren't doing before. Now you have more teams on the international level that are giving you, you know, tougher challenges than what they used to. Which is good. Which is good, which is great. But at the same time, you have to always, to be the best, you have to always be looking at yourself and evaluating yourself. Absolutely. And, and say, what can I do better? I'd say the U.S. women right now aren't dominating in youth World Cups like they used to. Agreed. And so now you're seeing, okay, what does the future look like if our youth aren't doing what they used to, we're not feeding the top talent like the U.S. Women's National Team typically gets. Do you think that the U.S. Is, has digressed, or is it more so the rest of the world is caught up? I think both. And so how do, where do you go from there? Like, how does the U.S. get back to being this team that we all kind of assumed every time that there's a World Cup, every time the Olympics roll around, my expectancy, maybe I'm naive, is that we should be competing for a trophy, right? Absolutely. I think it's hard for me to speculate because I haven't won a World Cup. I wasn't there when that was happening. We've done like U17 cycle, U20 cycle, and we didn't win a World Cup. Like I was part of those youth teams as well. So to say like what is going to be the changing factor, I, I don't think I have the answer for that. I can tell you about my experience and say that I didn't appreciate a lot of the decisions that were made roster-wise, uh, tactically. I can say that in terms of like games and preparation, like this was my experience, but I don't know how to fix the whole system. Did you watch the, um, the Carly Lloyd episode of this show? No, I've seen clips though. Did you see the clips where she spoke about the, the current state of the US Women's National Team? No. Okay, so she essentially talked about that from her perspective, one of the, the, the dominant issues that she, she saw, which she addressed as well when she was over there in Australia on the broadcast, was the fact that she felt like there was a, a level of distraction around the team, um, that people were more focused on their own branding, on you know the celebrations, being in a moment, being visible, rather than, what, why you smile like that? I just disagree. Why do you think she's wrong? Um... I don't think she's wrong. I just, I, I disagree. I think that two things can exist at once. I think you can have a lot of joy and have the time of your life at the World Cup, this, this position that you worked so hard to be in and also turn it on on the field at the same time. I think that it's really easy to point fingers and say, oh, this person's behavior is a reflection of the lack of success they're having, whereas they've been successful and have done the same thing. It's also, in my opinion, a generational shift. Like, there was no TikTok and all so that. So Kali's old? 
She's older. <laughs> she old head. <laughs> Carly is a, a U.S. She's looking at me. She's yeah. She's a U.S. OG for sure. She's a veteran. She's a legend. Like she's like there is no controversy on whether or not that woman is a legend, and she's a U.S. legend. And there was no TikTok when she was playing, and that is not controversial either. And I would say that yeah, generationally the focus of of like media and and how that interplays with the soccer world and the industry has changed. But I don't think that it's fair to say that's the reason they didn't perform when there are so many other issues. I think it's comorbidity rather than just like to play the, to blame the player. Would you say it's, I was gonna say, would you say it's fair to say, cause she also mentioned how the culture is broken from what it had been in the past. Mm. This winning culture, this grit. You've been in and around the team, you've seen how Vlaco managed the team, kind of the, the atmosphere, is she right in that sense? Did you feel that it wasn't as competitive as, as it once was, that it was around winning and whatever it took to win? I mean, that wasn't my experience, but again, she's been there for however long and that's, that is her experience. Right. So I don't think my experience negates hers, but I felt like in my time with the national team, I didn't feel that anyone wanted to win any less. You mentioned the word controversy, and I guess I'm just interested because one of the things that always strikes me whenever I read anything around the women's game, and particularly after the Carly episode that we did here of Kicking It, was just kind of like the divisiveness that exists in, in just kind of in the field of women's soccer in general, I think, but particularly around this US women's national team. You can be Carly Lloyd, who you said is undoubtedly a legend for the US women's national team, but you can be hated and ridiculed on social media. You can be Megan Rapino, who be hated and ridiculed for the other spectrum of, of beliefs, right? But again, undoubtedly a legend for the US women's national team. Is that a difficult space to exist in? We're very polarizing. I mean, I think women in sport in general, by nature, are inherently polarizing. Like, you brought up my cigar mm. um, after we won the championship. I got so much flack for that cigar about not being a good role model, about how disgusting it is that I'm smoking a cigar, take it out of my mouth, think about the children, like all of this, <laughs> the, wow. children. <laughs> the children. You were, you, were just, you were just MVP <laughs> in a championship where Michael think Jordan about the children. and think Kobe, the and Kobe Bryant the had But a man would never photos. face that is what you're oh, saying absolutely. essentially. Yeah, and I just, I think still globally, the way in which we view women and and transfers the way in which we view women in sport, we're still caretakers. We're still like these symbols of like what children should aspire to be. Like my only, my only purpose is to be an inspiration for little girls, but not to aspire anything for myself. And that is what I think causes a lot of controversy. Cause I think that is the, the, the base and the foundation of where everyone is drawing their opinions about people. You're like you don't exist to play the sport. You exist for other people to watch you. Okay, um, add on the layer of being a woman of color. Does that intensify <laughs> that further? Absolutely. I mean, for sure. I think that all of the human rights, social issues, they add just intersectionality of issues that you have to face as an individual when they're put on a stage that's public and now up for you know public discourse. And so, it's not surprising to me that Carly Lloyd is controversial. It's not surprising to me that Pino is polarizing. Um, I think their very existence is polarizing. You still have people who comment on pictures and say, get back in the kitchen. So obviously, like, 
me being here, me sitting here with you is polarizing. So it does, it literally, it's the most natural order of things in, like for this team to have a lot of haters and a lot of lovers. I speak a lot. <laughs> I, I share my views uh, pretty freely um, because I, I'm passionate about them and typically the views that I share, I think that they mean something and I think that they promote something that's important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what are those, like what are the areas that you particularly want to be known for speaking on or want to be able to have a voice that is, that you use your platform to leverage? Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want to be known for a specific issue or speak on a specific issue, but things that I'm passionate about, like I served on the collective bargaining agreement for equal pay. And I did that after I was cut from the Olympics. So I was cut from the Olympics while they were playing, while I was negotiating to have them get paid equally. <laughs> and it sucked. <laughs> it was awful. Oh. Money that at the time I was not and getting. And we know you love money. And, you know, I like money. <laughs> Um, so like equal pay, you know, equality. Like obviously I started the Black Women's Player Collective, so access and opportunity and inclusivity, making sure that this game is, you know, available for everyone. That's, those things are important to me. That's that Harvard degree right there. Is it? <laughs> that could be Papa Purse. Hey, <laughs> what can't you do? Like what, what else, what, what else is out there for you to, to achieve? Like what, what are some of your ambitions? You talk about Harvard when I was, picking schools to go to. My uh, club coach told me that if I went to Harvard, I would never make the national team. I would like, What's I would, his name? What's I, her we're name? not doing it. Let's do it. Call him out right you now. Know, you told yeah. me I would. What's the club team? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can research this. No, 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 she told me I would, I, I would, a bunch of people actually said that I, would, I wouldn't make the national team. Um, that would be like really, really hard. It, it just, it, it wouldn't happen. And my dad, told me that if you're good enough, they'll find you. And that's what he's always said. So I, I think it's just when things get really difficult, even when I was cut from the Olympics and I was cut from the World Cup, like I hear, I hear that constantly. Like it's like you can't really have this outward locus of control where it's like, oh, woe is me. Like, I didn't get picked. It's because the coach didn't like me. All of this stuff is so bad. You know what I mean? Like, on the same like level, I was not undeniable. And like, the goal is to be undeniable. The goal is to be so good that they can't take you off the field. So what, what I think about when people say I can't do something or maybe like it's gonna be really difficult, difficult is that if I'm good enough, They'll find me. Amen, amen. <laughs> we have to cut for a second because the light is right on your face. Is it uncomfortable? A little bit. Yeah. But does it look good? They think it's <laughs> glowing. Glowing. Do you like people to know that you went to Harvard? Um, not not when they bring it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you better sing that. No, it's just an incredible accomplishment. I'm 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 very proud of it. Like, and I I love the institution, I had the best time there and I've taken a lot from it, so I do like it, but not not all the time. No. What was your GPA in high school? I was in the IB program, so it was, what, what does that mean? The International Baccalaureate. Oh. <laughs> oh, they probably don't have that. No, we don't have that. Yeah. Did I didn't have that either. I had, <laughs> a, I had AP classes, but I don't know. I was in that Nacogdoches well, program. What's the, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the number though, the GPA? What was it? Do you remember? Um, 
you got to remember. Oh, I really, it was different. around like 4'8". Four, 4'8"? Eight. Four, eight? What were you? I think in like the a, end, like maybe f just under four, like three eight or something like that. What were you gonna say, Clint? Clint over here couldn't even graduate high school. I was waiting to hate. I didn't hate. I could have done that, but I didn't. You couldn't hate. You it's not, it wouldn't be accurate. Because you might do, done better than me in school, so I'm gonna just leave you it. Might? Hell yeah, I did better than you in school. Did you graduate? Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> what was your GPA? He didn't have uh, one. Where? <laughs> in college? High school. I almost no, fell out. Oh, oh, high school. I was an honor student, but that was Nacogdoches level. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's different levels. What's Nacogdoches level? They, well, let me just tell you. I went to college at Furman, <laughs> yeah. and I took, like, a, like a writing class. Yeah. And they told me I wrote on the eighth grade level. <laughs> so I guess it's eighth grade in comparison. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's what Nacogdoches <laughs> level was. <laughs> you could write a paragraph. He got credit for writing his name. <laughs> hey, I, I, complete sentences. No topic yeah. sentence. You know, I was, I was struggling. Oh. So the acceptance rate for Harvard, 3%. Sorry, 5%. Crazy low. Uh, which made us kind of wonder, like, what's the acceptance rate at the schools that you guys went to? Shmong got me up there. <laughs> uh, Boston College, Charlie Davies, 17%. Damn. That's pretty good. That's yes. real good. You yeah. did well. So how'd you get in? <laughs> <laughs> soccer, soccer, soccer scholarship. Hey, you must, hey, hey, Charlie, you must have been good at soccer, bro. They are real good. <laughs> Maryland. Uh, I still can't say this. Did I say yeah. it right this time? Mm, we were practicing really. this over dinner yeah. yesterday. Maryland, whatever. 52 percent. Huh? <laughs> Everybody hey, 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 flip a coin and get that money. Hey. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's what you <laughs> Oh, it's the money. <laughs> do do you know the acceptance rate for Furman where you went? Man, it had hey, hey, that was hard school. I don't care. Y'all graduate Furman, y'all y'all smart. I'm telling you that. Bruh. All right, let me guess. I would have failed out if I had played my senior year. I had to leave early. <laughs> it was not looking good. Please for tell me. us the number. Tell us the number. Ready? Yeah. 67%. Oh, that's mad. Y'all hating on Furman. That's <laughs> that's like you, gotta, you gotta you gotta try hey, not to get into that. Hey, school. we need we need to check the percentage where you got that information from. It could be skewed. That's a big word for skewed. <laughs> that school was hard. I ain't gonna lie. He never used that that's, on his little writing paper. You know, skewed. I don't mean to be ostentatious with my vocabulary, but sometimes <laughs> I have to be. Was that your dream school? Like that's Yes and no. It ended up being it when I when I went there, but I told my dad I was going to go somewhere else. And this was after I had sent my scores to Harvard, my SAT scores, my grades, and they said, oh, like, she'll, she'll get in. And he looked at me and said, are you stupid? You're going to Harvard. You Why did you say you wanted to go instead? I was, I was looking at Stanford, UNC, UVA, Duke. So all still top 10 schools. Yeah, but like soccer, like yeah. such good soccer, and very good academically. But my dad was like, "You're going to Harvard," and I was so like, Papa "Wait, what?" Said, was your was your Harvard. dad not banking on you becoming a soccer player? Oh no, I argued with him. I was in tears my 
junior year or senior year when I told my dad, I was like, oh, I want to play professional soccer. And he was like, no. You, back then, you made like 16000 in the league. I had student loans, and I was, and he was like, "You're gonna, you're graduating from Harvard, and you're gonna go make 16k a year. You're supposed to be made. Like, yeah, you're supposed yeah, to be you're, good you're for supposed life. to be going to medical school. Like, what happened? You thought you wanted to be a doctor? Um, and then he, I explained. I said, Dad, I think I can make the national team. I want to do it. He's like, You want to make 16k a year? I said, Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> and I got you. <laughs> Papa, Papa Purse is Where is he? I saw him earlier. Right he's, there. He's, would, you, would you say he where? was right? Right here? Yeah. Purse right yeah, there. There he is. Purse, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on through. Can we give him a round of applause, everybody? Hey. Where do we want to Where's good for the cameras? Next to me. I should have stayed in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make a cameo. Yes, sir. Come sit down. Good to meet you again. Me, me, me. Thank you. Make you some room. Oh, I'm fine. So Thank you me. thought she was tripping. You thought she was making a mistake. Yes, absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> absolutely, without a doubt. Um, three years in, and uh, like Mag said, I'm, I'm going to go play soccer. And truth be told, she said it was 15-5. And uh, I'm like, well, no. <laughs> and she proceeded to tell me, you know, national team, et cetera, other things you could do. And so I uh, said, we'll strike a bargain. Um, you go play soccer, but you have to have a plan. So she switched from medical school to law school. And I said, if you promise that you'll go to law school when your career is over in soccer, I'm all for it. I'll be at every game. So I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I Basically. lied and I said, yeah, I'll go to law school. <laughs> and I bought four, four or five uh, LSAT books. And I studied for, for like a year. And I took the LSATs. And I took it one time. Got a good score. Done. Saved it for five years. Didn't bring it up again. <laughs> and then I was wow. like, yeah, like it, it's good for five years, Dad. Like, like, I'll go law school, like, after, like, if I don't make the national team and all that stuff. But he's, he's, he hasn't brought it up since. <laughs> would, you, would you like her to still do it? No. At this point, she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it. How proud are you? Very. I could have never imagined. Um, she exceeded every goal, every expectation, anything I could have uh, thought of never would have ended up the way it is now. I couldn't be more pleased. You anxious for her when she's playing? No. Um, I know she's prepared. I've always told her, you don't go to practice to practice. You go to practice to show the coach how much you've been practicing. Mm -hmm. mm. And she does it over and above. She's the kind of person that if you ask her to run a mile, she'll run two. And after I notice that, I'm very careful what I say because she'll do more. Mm -hmm. So if I really want her to do something, I'll cut it in half because she'll always do it twice, whatever it is. So. You have a background in sports? I play baseball, football. Soccer, I know absolutely nothing about soccer. He was cornerback. He was like Deion Sanders. 
in a second baseman. Yeah, that is true. There you go. That is true. Thank you for that. <laughs> I can hold on to that as my piece of athleticism. You know, I'm a girl dad. I have three girls. Mo, he just had a daughter. What is some advice that you give us in terms of, you know, what, is there any secret or is there any, like, tips to, to how you were able to, you know, advise her along her way in a sport that, that you know, you didn't know that as much about? Full support. In my instance, I knew zip about soccer, nothing. Uh, it was, it's played with a ball. That's it. That's all I knew. But she loves soccer, so I love soccer. And even if you feel it may be incorrect, support to the end. I mean, that's how I feel and that's how I uh, approach things. He says that very cavalier when like what the support looked like, it's it's so much more than just like the casual, like full support. Like my dad's a single father and he would wake up on his weekends and drive me to soccer, like Chantilly, Virginia. We drove to Florida, like for soccer games. We spent most of our time in the car, like in the pickup truck, just like driving places in the United States, women's soccer, especially in Maryland, I would say the least conducive sport I can't say least. It is not a conducive sport for a single parent. It is so demanding financially, time-wise, everything. And there was never a time where he said no. He would always take me to practice, always take me to like go practice outside if I wanted to. He would hop in the goal and I would shoot on him. He's, it was that great. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, I could handle it. I mean, the ball would go slow uh, toward the end middle school, I could still, you know, a little bit of athleticism. I could block something. But high school. Thought you, were bat, you thought you were in batting practice. Oh, no. She, on purpose, she would aim, and she wasn't even trying to score. She'd aim at me, and I, it just, would, I couldn't like, get out of the, the way. Stage. I didn't have any reflexes. Yeah. You just mentioned the fact that you're a single father as well. Do you think that's part of what has made your bond the way it is? For sure. We spent, the, I've spent no. I spent the most time of my entire life with my dad, and he's been with me through absolutely everything. Like, I can't tell you how many soccer trips were just in the truck, and we're just driving, and we're just talking. We talk about everything. I tell him everything, and everyone would always say when I was younger, you tell your dad everything? I was like, yeah, dad, this, this boy I liked, <laughs> he didn't like me back. You don't want to hear that problems, huh? <laughs> You're like, you tell your dad? It's like, yeah, I did, I told him. Um, no, we just, we, he's the best and he's gotten me through everything. And even, even like he talks about support, support isn't always positive. There's tons of games where I would come to him, he'd be like, it wasn't good, you didn't work hard. And that was like the biggest thing. It was hustle, hustle, hustle. I don't care how well you do. It's like, if you're not hustling, like I don't care. So I feel like, like even a better answer just as a daughter to explain like something that I really valued from him is that it was never my end product that he valued, but it was how I went about things that he cared about. Was it to do with her race and to do with her being a woman that you felt that way, or would that just be your philosophy in life, period? It's my philosophy in life, period, but also that as well. Mm -hmm. um, being twice as good as someone is never a bad thing. And it allows you to have some pitfalls and you're still one and a half times better than someone else. <laughs> Right. So if she can, and she has, I mean, she's exceeded any expectation I could ever have. 
I can't even dream what has just happened. But yes, if you're twice as good and you falter along, excuse me, along the way, uh, you're one and a half times better. This is Superman to me. And I like, I would never even be close to the person that I am today without him. And I, I'm beyond grateful. And he knows, you know that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also I, some of the things, she tells me everything. And there are times when I say, that's okay, that's I'm sorry that I'm all you have, but <laughs> can, you, can you work that out on your own? Dial <laughs> it back a little. Yeah, it's way beyond what I want to hear. <laughs> so, so Mitch had mentioned that you were the, the man who got her into cigars. You introduced her into that world of using a cigar to celebrate and and appreciating a good cigar. Mm -hmm. yes? yes. Did you guys get to have that moment together after the NWSL final? No, we didn't. No. You didn't? No. It's still pending. Still pending. Can we make it happen? Have we got? Hey, look hey, at now. this. Oh, hey, look at this. Paige, thank you. Oh, we you. each get one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Take one, pass it down. <laughs> okay, what kind of cigar is this? Yeah, what do we got? Is this a mid, mild? What do you guys what? usually smoke? You said Cuban. No, because those are illegal. Not, oh, anymore. not Cubans. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, yeah, Cubans. <laughs> you're good. So, Mid, you have a brother, right? Yeah, big brother. Thank you. Big yeah. brother, okay. He's a lighter. So, your baby sister, it's just the two of you? Yeah, go first. Oh, my dad's a guy. What is big brother doing? Oh, sorry. Um, doing? Oh, well, he's a lawyer. Oh, okay. So wow, we, we're raising a successful family Dang, over here. Oh, did good. <laughs> when are you retiring, sir? <laughs> when are you retiring? No. When are you going to live off these kids? No. Not no? No. <laughs> this has been a long time thing for you? Is that good? You've yeah, always okay. enjoyed a cigar? Can you, I made him stop, actually, <laughs> smoking. Because all that stuff came out about smoking. I was like, stop smoking. I don't like it. And then years later, I was like interested in a cigar. But we've, we've only smoked cigars like a couple times. Like, it's not like a yearly thing. Is this a good, scar, a good cigar, Pete, or is this like falling on a budget one? We're Can new at it. What do you think? I, 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 I'm not a connoisseur to know. You smoked cigars before? I have, yeah. It looks kind of good. Papa Purse. Yeah, come on, Papa Purse. Can you break this down? I would never criticize a gift. Hey. So, no. That's a nice way of saying it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate we got to share the moment with you. Sir, thank you so much for coming through. Mitch, thank you for appreciate bringing your dad. You thank you for coming. So much respect from us, from Thank our side, you. for raising such a wonderful daughter. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you.